right, welcome to P2P Radio. This is your host, um, Rick Ryder. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Thank you for checking out. We have a, um interesting week um, going up. We missed last week because we had some conflicting issues. But this week, um, we're going to talk about as much as we can because there's a lot, a lot going on. Um, but before we get started, let's give you some quick updates that we now have two um, contributing um, hosts that is going to be a part of our show. Um, also be a part of our blog on PowerToThePeople.com. That's PowerToThePPL.com. Um, we're also going to be bearing some more innovative, innovative interviews going at you so that um, we can have more content and a more um, variety of opinion going on in our um, political dialogue and discussion. So this has been, um, as of yesterday, a full week under the new administration. And let us just say that there has been a lot going on. Um, we have from the building of the wall to the freeze on federal hiring to uh, a bunch of pro-life abortion um, constraints to the global gag order that is pushing um, a, again a pro-life agenda uh, as far as how the United States fund uh, global health groups around the world and of course um, as of yesterday we now have the um, let's call it what it is the Muslim ban on um, at least five different nations that is now um, causing chaos and confusion along law enforcement because they don't know how broad um, this ban re uh, goes to and on the worst circumstances people are banded. So there are people who have green cards who are allowed into this country legally but if they were outside say in Iran um, but they have a green card to come back in, they're now not allowed to, and they're now banned. Of course, uh, the most important issue that we have the Syrian refugee uh, crisis going on right now, and uh, there is a, a lot of people who were in the process of coming in, trying to get out of Syria, uh, particularly in Aleppo, um, with the crisis going on there, but have now stopped um, because the process has been halted for at least um, four months. So again, there's been a lot going on. And it's kind of um, perplexing, confusion. How do we address it as a nation? How do we, there's so many different fronts going on right now that it's hard to stay focused on one particular issue. If you're outraged about the wall, then the next day, you now have a Muslim ban enacted. Um, if you're concerned about pro-life and pro-choice, and then on the same front, you now have government employees or potential government employees or who are now froze and locked out of the system because there is now a federal freeze. Um, if you're concerned about that, then you also be concerned about veterans who are also locked out um, of that same freeze. Um, the VA, for example, is now understaffed because they were hiring in more people, more doctors, more nurses, more staff, but now um, that has been postponed. Um, luckily, there are some who are still um, squeezing through who are able to get hired on, but broadly, there are still those who are not able to. So how do we confront, how do we address this? How do we combat this? Um, how do we resist this? And that is a difficult question um, to answer, to be honest, because there are just so many different things that even the media is is kind of confused on what how do you address and cover all different things coming in at one time um 
And on top of all of that, you have the fact that we now have a seemingly in real in real time get to see an alternative reality come up between staff at the White House, um, between even something petty such as the inauguration crowd. And let's be honest, that that is not and the whole spectrum of stuff that's went on this week. This is a a a a small issue, but for some reason we had discussed this for at least three to four days because of. The ego of President Trump. That he had to have the biggest crowd. And it's just fact that he didn't have the biggest crowd. Um, there are things that can be opinion. Um, what kind of music you like? I like jazz. You like country. Opinion. Um, but math is, an, <laughs> is a fact. Either you have a, a, a number greater than the previous number or you don't. Um, he did not. So you did not have the biggest crowd. And let's be honest. I wasn't expecting him to have the biggest crowd. President Barack Obama was the first African-American president. Hillary Clinton was going to have a crowd that can compare to his. So why do we expect that President Trump's going to have a bigger crowd? It's beyond me, but for some reason, that is actually a debate. And it was presented, well, you have your facts, and we have, as the famous line goes now, we have alternative facts, which is not a thing, which does not exist, and is just a, a cover-up of saying that it is a lie. It is not, a, I'm not even going to call it a falsehood like the media does. It's dressing up nicely, but it's just a lie. But now there seems to be a confusion of if somebody blatantly lies to you so many times and makes you question even the most basic facts, such as numbers, how much further can, how much more will you go? If you lie about this, then what makes you, well, how can I trust you about even more serious issues? How can I trust you about China? How can I trust you about Russia? How can I trust you about anything else on a serious note, um, on a more detrimental note, when you lie about even the most petty, small things? So, it, it, this, this is just, again, this is just the first week that we've been here. And it seems that we as the nation is, is kind of like between a, a, a split. Because you have those, if you are a Trump supporter, you are probably <laughs> so happy right now. Because to his credit, he is doing everything that he said he was going to do. And it was in the first week, so he has been efficient. He has busted it through. Now, if you're uh, somebody who is not a fan of Trump, no President Trump, then you are probably not having the best time right now. Because, again, he has pushed through almost all his agenda in the first week. He has not even addressed Congress. And let's not even get us started about how Congress is doing right now, about how they were so angry and upset about what President Obama was doing on his executive orders and how dare he bypass Congress. But right now, President Trump is on a path to bypass the amount of executive orders that President Obama did in his first year that President Obama did in his entire administration. So it's like it, there's so much hypocrisy going on. There's so much blatant attacks on other people's freedom, other people's liberties going on, and, and then it's just the blatant lying that's going on. And it's like, how? what do I talk about? How do we address all of this stuff going on? Right now there are protests going on in, in different parts of the country that have been pretty much going on every week, a protest about something different. Protest about the wall. Protest about the freeze. Protest about the ban. So, what is we as a nation, what are we going to do? And again, this is just the first week. We got four more years of this. So, are we going to protest and march again against every single issue? 
Are we going to talk about, are we going to stand up and go to the White House and get on, on cranes and bake up flags on every single issue? Or are we eventually going to become numb to it? Become numb to the fact that President Trump has signed another um, executive order that we think negatives of, that assaults somebody else, that has a negative effect on somebody else. So, the main three that are, that are concerned to me is the wall, the ban, and the freeze. On the first of the wall. So, if you want to talk about border security, then you must understand that it is more complex than building up a physical wall to keep those dangerous, drug cartel, murdering, kidnapping Mexicans out of our country. It is much more complex than that. It goes beyond just that physical wall. One is the amount of money and the complexity of even building that physical wall. The most conservative estimation of how much it will cost to build that wall is $21 billion. $21 billion to build a wall. Congress, and, and if you look at how Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan even came up to this number of $12 million, they were literally just asked Give us a number, and they just looked at each other for about 30 seconds and said, $12 to $15 billion. They don't even know how much. But even with that in, in, in hand, you have a wall that costs $21 billion to $25 billion, and you're only giving $12 billion to $15 billion. So what's going to happen to the other 9 to $10 billion? Who's going to pay for that? And the answer is you who are listening, you who are viewing on Facebook, and me. But don't worry about it. Mexico is going to pay for it eventually. I will say this right now. If, if, if President Trump can get Mexico to come out and say that we're going to pay for this wall, I might vote for him in 2020. Because I'll, I'll be amazed if he does that. And not just expecting, another, well, we're going we're gonna to cut their, their foreign aid that we give to them. That's not, that's not making Mexico pay for it. That's just saying that we're, we're going to spend less. That's not, that, that's not the same thing. Putting a tariff on immigrant on ports coming in, then that's that's also not making the Mexican government pay for it. You may make Mexican companies pay for it, but then they're going to just pass that on to American consumers. So again, we're paying for it. So it's not the Mexican government. So how is President Trump going to make the the Mexican government pay for this wall? And right now, it seems to be an un, a non answer given. Paul Ryan said that it's not even a point. So it seems that eventually, if they can come up with an answer, they'll just deviate from, the answer, from that point altogether and say that, well, we're just talking about border security now. So that's just, on the, on, again, on the wall, on the physical wall. The fact is that a majority of illegal immigration does not have to do anything with the wall or with the border. They come over here legally and then overstay their visa. And let's not, let's not forget the fact that at least 40 to 60% of also illegal immigration fly over planes. And this is a newsflash. Planes can go over walls. So, again, the, what is that wall really going to do? It, 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 it's confusing to me, to say the least. Then we have the ban that's going on right now. And let's be honest, this, he, President Trump don't want to call it a Muslim ban, but it is a Muslim ban. 
You're targeting people of a specific religion and saying that we don't want you over here because you might be dangerous. But even that notion is, let's just say, it's an alternative fact. Because out of all seven nations that have been banned, none of them have had an actual terrorist attack from that nation. No people from Iran have had a terrorist attack on the, in the United States. No terrorist from Syria has had a terrorist attack in the United States. But consequently enough, countries that President Trump has a business dealing with, such as Saudi Arabia, was excluded from that ban. But we all know that at least nine of the terrorists from 9-11 came from Saudi Arabia. So the one country that actually did have harmed us, you might want to, you know, let's bet them more because you have history of having terrorists in your country. We let them alone. And I'm sure that the fact that you have a, 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 a money dealing with this country had nothing to do with it. That's just an alternative fact. We'll just use that word for now. We'll turn our back on the Aleppo situation. We shared on Facebook about these kids who are being bombarded, who are being killed on the streets, whose parents are being murdered right in front of them. We shared on Facebook and say, how dare, what, what atrocity is going on over there? We shared on Facebook to make ourselves feel good. Hey, everybody, look at this bad situation going on over there. But then when it's time for us to actually help and, and do something, then, oh, uh, no, 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 no. We, you, you can't come in here. We don't trust you. We haven't vetted you enough. And please understand that the vetting system in the United States is, is a complex system. But again, we, we talk a lot about we are the shining city on the hill. We talk a lot about how we are the best nation in the world. We talk a lot about how our democracy is second to none. How we accept those who want to come to a better life to accomplish that American dream. We talk a lot. But then when it's time to actually do something, we ban. We put away. We close the door. We shut off the lights. So right now, what are we as a nation? Are we really that sitting on the hill? Are we really that example of, in the world? Because right now, we're closing in. We don't want to build with Asia and the Asian Pacific. China's about to go all in on that. Australia said this week that they're going to partner with China because the United States is closing inward. We're also becoming buddy-buddy with Russia. And they're about to gain more influence in the European region. Because you understand that in Syria alone, we're not even at the negotiating table anymore. It is, it is Russia, Syria, and Turkey. United States is not even in it. So, again... What are we? And please, I don't understand. I, I don't want to be the police of the world. But I think we agree that America is supposed to be that example for the world. And right now, the example that we're giving, that if you don't look like, uh, if you don't look like us, talk like us, believe like us, we don't want you over here. Not anymore. Not until we do some extreme betting of your background.
And then we'll decide if he wants you or not. And this is a challenge not only to the Trump administration, because he is our president. He is our leader. And when he tweets, when he says something, that is the policy of the United States. There's also a challenge for us, for you, for me, of what we are going to do. This goes beyond just speaking to a microphone. This goes beyond just sharing a post or a video on Facebook. This goes beyond that. This goes to the calling of what do you stand for as an individual? We cannot claim Christianity, but only in specific instances when we, when we can attack somebody. Or speak out against something. But when there is somebody who need who is in need, such as a Syrian refugee, we close doors. We don't want to deal with that. We cannot say that we want to 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 help out those in need, but only if they look a specific way. Only if they, if they, only if they, if I can connect with them. This has to go beyond that. So, this is a calling to you, to me, to the American people, as well as our president. Because America, at least in my view, in my version, in my head. Not a nation that excludes. Not a nation that, that closes doors out of fear. But one that is inclusive. They said that we are that example. That you can come to our nation and have a better life. Right now, that message is being lost. And you don't think that's the case? Look at the last couple protests that have gone on. You had the Women's March, which I didn't even touch on yet. You have a protest going, you have four or five protests going on right now at this very second. So there is an internal fighting. It has to go beyond the point that you tell these people to shut up. That's the most immature thing I've ever heard in my life. They just shut up and get over it. At what point America was founded on not getting over it? So, why should we shut up and get over it now? Because your person won? We should just fall in line? Women marched, didn't get in line because they could not vote. Minorities. Blacks, African-Americans did not get in line because they were not treated equally. Hell, even in Vietnam, the youth did not get over it because they could not vote and they were required to die for a, a, a nation but they couldn't vote in. So, this goes beyond getting over it. That's not happening. This goes beyond, again, just shutting your doors and saying, I don't want to talk about politics anymore. 
I want to feel good about myself, about what's going on in our nation. So I want to focus on football, on basketball, or on scandal, or whatever else. And defriend and unfriend anybody who kid, who gives me something that I don't like. Or show me something that I don't, I, I don't want to hear right now. The time of putting your head in the sand, or putting our head in the sand for that matter, is no more. There has to be a time of, of actual realization of what else is going on in our nation. There are a lot of people who are who are feeling afraid, conflicted, confused about the direction that our country is going. And just because they don't look like you or look like me or believe what you believe or live in your life or live in your circumstances does not mean that their concern is, is not legitimate and void. Does that mean that you can just say that you're crying or you're you're a snowflake or you're you're a whiner and you do you need just need to get over it? Because please understand that in 2008, when President Barack Obama came in, the Tea Party was formed out of the protest. The Tea Party was formed out of people who had grievances and decided to do something about it instead of shutting up and getting over. It. So, this is a, a new calling for America. This is the first week. And we have a whole lot more that's about to come. We have tensions that are rising in Mexico, in China, in the rest of Europe. Russia, we seem to be okay with right now, so I guess that's a good thing. We have an internal divide going on within our country right now. Again, if you are a Trump supporter, you're probably thinking that everything is going well. Because he's doing everything that he said he was going to do. And that's to his credit, because I thought he was just going to scam everybody. But there's a whole lot more at play than, than I think that we're aware of right now. So again, the calls in the question of are we just going to become numb to it, come used to it, and just not do anything about it? Or will you continue to stand? Will you continue to fight? Will you continue to mobilize and be motivated to actually change the course? And that is a question for you, for me, for the rest of this nation. So tomorrow we'll be covering. There is a slew of rallies supposed to be going on in DC. Going down to DC tomorrow to cover a couple of them. Um, hopefully you'll be tuning into it so you can um, get a, a first line view of some of these marches, some of these rallies. Um, I hope that whether you are a someone who is quote unquote resisting Trump to whether you back Trump that you will at least look and see some of the concerns that these people are having. So you can decide for yourself that maybe there's a point that I'm not seeing right now. Maybe there's something that I fear that is there, but I'm not experiencing it because they're not targeting me right now. I'm not in the crosshairs. So hopefully you will check that out. Again, we have... Um, much more coming up. We have 
at least uh, two commentators now on our um, news feed. Uh, hopefully, we can have more difference of opinions coming in. Um, if you are someone who wants to have an opinion, have a voice, please feel free to contact us. Uh, we would love to have you. Um, we do read um, our Facebook comments uh, as you put, post them up, and we do address them after the show. Uh, so please feel free to comment and post and tweet and um, whatever else you want to do to communicate with us. We would love to have you uh, because there needs to be a much more robust dialogue happening within uh, our nation. And hopefully this is a venue that you can go to to have one of those discussions. So uh, make sure you check us out. We're now going to be on Thursdays instead of on Saturdays. Therefore, um, we don't interfere with your Saturday night. Um, you can have, you know, much more time to go and do whatever you want to do with your friends and family. But make sure that you check us out on Thursday, every Thursday now at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, live from NDC. And um, hopefully you will enjoy the more content that we have out. So thank you for tuning in. This has been PGP Radio. I've been your host, Rick Grider. Make sure, again, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Also on uh, Mixer.com and also on iTunes. You can now subscribe to our posts and get updated uh, when we publish our new uh, podcast. So make sure that you join that. And um, again, thank you for being part of the discussion. Um, we will have much more coming up on next Thursday. So make sure you check us out and make sure you check us out tomorrow when we come live from D.C. Have a great one and power to the people.